Hannah. Hey, Ariel. <laughs> so we've been sitting in my apartment because my boyfriend is gone, mm-hmm. using his microphone like we always do. But we've been like hanging out for like a really long time. <laughs> I've been here like two hours. Yeah, I mean, like we made dinner and all this stuff. So now we're sitting here and like we're doing it. We're recording, and somehow it's just. It's just different, yeah. Because we've already been hanging out. It's a different so vibe. Far. We're in a different place, but I like it. Yeah, we've got our wine. We've got lots of wine. It's a perfect blustery, spooky night out. I ate some chocolate. Mm-hmm. I won't eat any while we're recording. Yeah, that's. What what is okay? What's the thing called that you were ASMR? <laughs> AS... <laughs> okay, so what does that stand for? I have no idea. Audio. I really don't know. You know what? That sounds very technical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But it's when people... It's not the focus of, like, whispering into the mic. It's, like... It's other noises, too. Okay, but it's, like, the squishing or the chewing Mm -hmm. or... Like, anything, really. Anything that makes a good noise into the mic. Okay, I, yeah, I'm like you. I think that that would just creep me yeah, out. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> it just, like I said, it makes my skin crawl, but. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take this sip of wine. I'm sitting very close to the mic. You I'm are. Gonna... <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to be... weird anybody out, I'm really sorry There's gonna about that. There's going to be wine but... noises. And here we go. <sighs> that was Hannah. <laughs> that wasn't me. You ruined uh, my wine uh... noise. Okay. Well, um. This is Harlot. <laughs> this is Harlot, Babes and Books. Babes on Books. And books today we're doing um, what should be considered a mini episode. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it remains as such. <laughs> I mean, you told me that it was not going to be very long and it was going to be less than half an hour. And I was like, that's what we always say. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we really cannot plan these things. I mean, especially if we're already have been drinking wine. So. Yeah. Um, so the point of the smaller episodes, so not the full, we did not read a book in two weeks each. Mm-hmm. Um, the point of the smaller episodes is to just, like, connect with the four listeners that we have a little, <laughs> a little bit more often, um, and kind of get the feel for this podcasting thing, so. Yeah, just more practice also, just experience and just doing it. Exactly. We've we've got a lot to, to learn. We're kind of self-teaching at <laughs> totally. this point. Um, so today you picked out a short story yes. to read to me. Yeah. And I guess I've gotta... been thinking about this. I, I don't know what we legally have to put out there if we're going to read a, sh- a story oh, yeah. sh- like, like start to finish. But I just want to throw it out there that like we don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're both kind of broke. This is and not for profit or anything. We didn't get permission to read a whole story or anything. We're going to give total credit yeah. to the author. Of course. All of the things. So hopefully if we're standing <laughs> trial at some... Don't sue us. If we're standing trial, that means that we've been successful Yeah, that somehow. means we fucking made it. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, time will tell. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so we're going to be reading a short story and just kind of talking about it. Um, and since it's October... It's a spooky theme. Spooky. And I have kind of another theme, too. So I decided to do, um, like, an online theme. So, like, this story I'm going to read was an online exclusive. Um, it was only released online. And then at the end, I have some, like, short um, creepy pastas. Are you familiar with that term? Pasta? Creepy pastas. Creepy. It's one word. Okay. It's pasta. A, it's a term for um an, like an internet story that gets copy and pasted around the internet and it's kind of copy and paste creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. Is that is that what it's from? Am I making a correct yeah. connection? It's it's based off of the term copy pasta, which is like copy and paste like things around Okay. Internet. Okay. But a creepy pasta is just an internet only like story that gets shared widely and copy and pasted, and it's, but it's like internet based. Okay. So I decided to kind of make the focus internet based because I feel like there's a lot of really good 
like literature and writing online that doesn't get quite the credit and stature it deserves just because it's like, oh, it's online. It's not real literature, not real writing. But there's a right, lot of it's not like officially published, published or, whatever. or whatever. But there's a lot of really good stuff. Like people write really good fan fiction and like even like blog posts can be really great and it just doesn't always get the the kind of attention it deserves. Yeah. And, like, taken seriously always. And like these stories are like silly and like kind of, you know, goofy and spooky, but I just are they creepy? It, I think so. Are they pasta? Yes. All right. <laughs> Then we're set. So I just, yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to do this theme, but then I kind of realized it came together like that, and I was like, oh, that's kind of something to bring Is to that life. how picking a theme works around here? Yeah. <laughs> Hannah. Yes. <laughs> what is happening to the Harlot integrity? Mm. Was there any? Uh, well. <laughs> okay. Touche. Well. <laughs> that's, mm. I'll raise my wine glass to that. Yeah. A S M R. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even drinking anything. Okay, should we jump in? All right, yeah, let's jump in. Okay, so this is a short horror story. A short story written by Neil Gaiman. Are you familiar with him? I am. Okay, Isn't good. he Amanda Palmer's husband? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he wrote Coraline and the Graveyard Book and American Gods and like all these really good. He's really good at creepy writing so is he like creepy horror or creepy sci-fi because i Um, sort of associate him as like sci-fi yeah he does a lot of different genres okay um i don't think i've actually technically read neil gaiman before this is my first nice you should read Coraline. i read that book growing up and i hated that movie oh i hated the movie too though i don't even like dakota fanning either but it just made me hate her more yeah no i didn't think the movie was very good but i love the book it's so much more like authentically creepy authentically creepy Got so it. you should borrow it i loved it in seventh grade when i first read it i still and I'll love it always take your seventh grade recommendation i mean it's pretty good i had good <laughs> taste <laughs> okay and so this was released um exclusively online with audible there was an audiobook version um read by neil gaiman um in 2012 so here it is it's called click clack the Rattlebag. Before you take me up to bed, will you tell me a story? Do you actually need me to take you up to bed? I asked the boy. He thought for a moment, then with intense seriousness. Yes, actually, I think you do. It's because of... I finished my homework, and so it's my bedtime, and I am a bit scared. Not very scared, just a bit. But it is a very big house, and lots of times the lights don't work, and it's sort of dark. I reached over and tousled his hair. I can understand that, I said. It is a very big old house. He nodded. We were in the kitchen where it was light and warm. I put down my magazine on the kitchen table. What kind of story would you like me to tell you? Well, he said thoughtfully, I don't think it should be too scary because then when I go up to bed, I will just be thinking about monsters the whole time. But if it isn't just a little bit scary, then I won't be interested. And you make up scary stories, don't you? I know she says that's what you do. She exaggerates. I write stories, yes. Nothing that's been published yet, though. And I write lots of different kinds of stories. But do you write scary stories? Yes. The boy looked up at me from the shadows by the door where he was waiting. Do you know any stories about Click Clack the Rattlebag? I don't think so. Those are the best sorts of stories. Do they tell them at your school? He shrugged. Sometimes. What's a Click Clack the Rattlebag story? He was a precocious child and was unimpressed by his sister's boyfriend's ignorance. You could see it on his face. Everybody knows them. I don't, I said, trying not to smile. He looked at me as if he was trying to decide whether or not I was pulling his leg. He said, I think maybe you should take me up to my bedroom, and then you can tell me a a story before I go to sleep, but a very not scary story because I'll be up in my bedroom then, and it's actually a bit dark up there too. I said, shall I leave a note for your sister telling her where we are? You can, but you'll hear when they get back. The front door is very slammy. We walked out of the warm and cozy kitchen into the hallway of the big house where it was chilly and drafty and dark. I flicked the light switch, but nothing happened. The bulb's gone, the boy said. That always happens. Our eyes adjusted to the shadows. The moon was almost full, and blue-white moonlight shone in through the high windows on the staircase, down into the hall. We'll be all right, I said. Yes, said the boy soberly. I'm very glad you're here. 
He seemed less precocious now. His hand found mine, and he held onto my fingers comfortably, trustingly, as if he'd known me all his life. I felt responsible and adult. I did not know if the feeling I had for his sister, who was my girlfriend, was love, not yet, but I liked that the child treated me as one of the family. I felt like his big brother, and I stood taller, and if there was something unsettling about the empty house, I would not have admitted it for worlds. The stairs creaked beneath the threadbare stair carpet. Click-clack, said the boy, are the best monsters ever. Are they from television? I don't think so. I don't think any people know where they come from. Mostly they come from the dark. Good place for a monster to come. Yes. We walked along the upper corridor in the shadows, walking from patch of moonlight to patch of moonlight. It really was a big house. I wished I had a flashlight. They come from the dark, said the boy, holding onto my hand. I think probably they're made of dark, and they come in when you don't pay attention. That's when they come in. And then they take you back to their... not nests. What's a word that's like nests, but not? House? No, it's not a house. Lair? He was silent. Then... I think that's the word, yes. Lair. He squeezed my hand. He stopped talking. Right, so they take the people who don't pay attention back to their lair, and what do they do then, your monsters? Do they suck all the blood out of you like vampires? He snorted. Vampires don't suck all the blood out of you. They only drink a little bit. Just to keep them going and, you know, flying around. <laughs> Click-clacks are much scarier than vampires. I'm not scared of vampires, I told him. Me neither. I'm not scared of vampires either. Do you want to know what click-clacks do? They drink you, said the boy. Like a Coke? Coke is very bad for you, said the boy. If you put a tooth in Coke in the morning, it will be dissolved into nothing. That's how bad Coke is for you and why you must always clean your teeth every night. I'd heard the Coke story as a boy and had been told, as an adult, that it wasn't true, but was certain that a lie which promoted dental hygiene was a good lie, and I let it pass. Click-clacks drink you, said the boy. First they bite you, and then you go all ishy inside, and all your meat and all your brains and everything except your bones and your skin turns into a wet, milkshaky stuff, and then the click-clack sucks it out through the holes where your eyes used to be. That's disgusting, I told him. Did you make that up? We'd reached the last flight of stairs, all the way into the big house. No. I can't believe you kids make up stuff like that. You didn't ask me about the rattle bag, he said. Right, what's the rattle bag? Well, he said sagely, soberly, a small voice from the darkness beside me. Once you're just bones and skin, they hang you up on a hook and you rattle in the wind. So what do these click-clacks look like? Even as I asked him, I wished I could take the question back and leave it unasked. I thought, huge spidery creatures, like the one in the shower that morning. I'm afraid of spiders. I was relieved when the boy said, they look like what you aren't expecting, what you aren't paying attention to. We were climbing wooden steps now. I held onto the railing on my left, held his hand with my right, as he walked beside me. It smelled like dust and old wood, that high in the house. The boy's tread was certain, though, even though the moonlight was scarce. Do you know what story you're going to tell me to put me to bed, he asked. It doesn't actually have to be scary. Not really. Maybe you could tell me about this evening. Tell me what you did. That won't make much of a story for you. My girlfriend just moved into a new place on the edge of town. She inherited it from an aunt or someone. It's very big and very old. I'm going to spend my first night with her tonight, so I've been waiting for an hour or so for her and her housemates to come back with the wine and an Indian takeaway. See, said the boy. There was that precocious amusement again. But all kids can be insufferable sometimes when they think they know something you don't. It's probably good for them. You know all that, but you don't think. You just let your brain fill in the gaps. He pushed open the door to the attic room. It was perfectly dark now, but the opening door disturbed the air, and I heard things rattle gently, like dry bones in thin bags in the slight wind. Click, clack, click, clack, like that. I would have pulled away then if I could, but small, firm fingers pulled me forward unrelentingly into the dark. The oh, end. and then it just ends. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's so creepy. Yeah. They look like what you wouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. When you aren't paying attention. When you aren't paying attention. Yeah, so he was a click -lack. That is really creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like silly and spooky, but I... I like it. No, I like that too. How big is this fucking house, by the way? They're right. They're walking a long ways. <laughs> That's like I live in a big house at the yeah. top floor, but like and it still doesn't take, you that long take to me walk. that long to go up here. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that was click clack the rattle bag. Also, I didn't know that 
the tooth dissolving in Coke was a myth. I, I didn't that was either. A real thing. <laughs> Is it not? I don't know. Okay. We should look that up because I have always heard that too. Yeah. But also, it was creepy because you were saying like, "Oh, like." wind was coming through those like oh click yeah. click and it's Ooh, fucking it's windy I know. with the window up it's I'm not gonna apologize for the sound because it's no. a creepy story it's you want sort of like creepy ambiance mm-hmm. and it's fucking hot up here yeah <laughs> so it's gonna... it's good all around exactly I liked that cool so is that a creepy pasta or is no, that no that's just a short story Okay. Creepy pastas because he's been like published. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think creepy pastas really have a specific author all the time because they just get shared so widely that no one necessarily really knows who started them. And then the new person who shared it like modified it or something like sometimes. Like yeah. There's a lot of. Thing. of there's a lot of stories that go around that are very, very similar, or they've been changed a little bit, or shortened, or whatever, so it's just kind of like an urban legend that gets passed around the internet. Okay. And there's a lot of famous ones, like, some of the ones I like are really long. Um, there's one called Candle Cove, which is set in the format of, like, a forum, like an online forum. Okay. And it's... Kind of like Reddit or something? Yeah, okay. where people online are just like having a discussion. It's really good. You should look it up. It's creepy. Uh, did we start this episode by saying that Ariel does not <laughs> like her I stories. know. I want you to like it, though. I love it. <laughs> I just, I'm one of those people who just like takes an idea and then just like fucking runs with it. And I can't, like, I get obsessive and then that makes me more scared and then I'm paranoid and then I mean do you see so I have a stick hanging from a 3M hook (laughs) next to my window which is next to my bed and is that your weapon stick you know so like I don't have any weapons I guess I do have an axe but it's falling apart but whenever I'm like feeling like super paranoid and creepy it's a huge house like I said I'll grab that and just sort of like walk around and just like sing to myself that works. Kind of like Shining style. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do see bartenders where they aren't there, so. Um. Oh, I mean, <laughs> we've all got a little Jack Torrance in us. Hey, let's let's be real. But yeah, no, seriously, if I hear something too creepy, like that's... Is it going to ruin your what night? What will end up happening? No, I've had enough wine. It's fine. Okay. I've got a couple just like little short like, really short ones that I can just kind of, like, n- n- knock out? Yeah, just just knock him out. All right. Knock him out. I begin tucking him into bed, and he tells me, Daddy, check for monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement and see him, another him, under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody on my bed. <laughs> I, okay, yeah, I've heard that one before. Yeah, see, I've it's just kind of, like, widely. And those... Again, the legal thing, we don't know who wrote this. Yeah, I don't think... It's just on the internet. Yeah, I don't think there's any... Okay, Yeah, Because they're just so widely shared all over Exactly. That is really creepy. My daughter won't stop crying and screaming in the middle of the night. I visit her grave and ask her to stop, but it doesn't help. Oh, shit. Okay, I've not heard that one before. After working a hard day, I came home to see my girlfriend cradling our child. I didn't know which was more frightening, seeing my dead girlfriend and stillborn child, or knowing that someone broke into my apartment to place them there. Uh, <laughs> that's that's just gross. I know, but it's creepy. Who did that? And yeah, why? I mean, I'll switch it, but damn. Uh, yeah, that one's uh, gross. <laughs> I don't like that. This one's about cats. No, Miss B, CC, cover your ears. <laughs> The eyes of a cat are windows to your soul. They can see other dimensions. They can see your aura and what's wrong with you. A cat knows when you are happy, when you are in bad health, when you are troubled, or when you are hungry. He knows when you are feeling magnanimous, and he knows when you are about to die. It's fortunate that cats can't talk, because you have a lot of secrets. The cat knows. Mm-hmm. So is that one just, like, stating facts? Yes. <laughs> That's what some of them are. <laughs> I was like, is that... That's it. It's just... It's just... 
The cat knows all your secrets. Also, I feel like that one is maybe less of a creepy pasta and more of something that I've actually read in a book recently. That cats can know when you die. Yeah. So I mean, so I don't (laughs) want to. True. So I don't want to spoil anything. But the book that I'm reading for our full episode for October. Um, I've told Hannah, it's like a collection of short stories. And one of the short stories is like all about cats Mm. and like creepy cats. And I feel like that paragraph is like in, is like in that short story. It probably is. Like nobody knows where this shit comes from. It's very possible. I think I read it like last week. Also girls, if you know that I'm dying, you should say something. (laughs) Cats can't talk, Ariel. Well, whatever. I'm surprised that they haven't been talking this whole time because Cece can never fucking shut up. <laughs> little spice girl. I know. She's in the window. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Sweet girl, look at you. Okay, I've okay. got some more. Sleep did not come to me easily that night in the cabin in the woods, for the portraits on the wall only portrayed the deformed, the decrepit, and the damned. Sleep has never come easily to me ever again, for when I had woke, I found no portraits, only windows. Oh. Oh, I like that yeah, one. Yeah, isn't that creepy? And it's like, what? There's just Why? creatures staring into the cabin. Yeah. Oh, or I thought maybe like he passed into some, like he died or something. I don't know. Oh, it's I did, open, that's not what I was thinking. It's open for that interpretation. No, that makes sense. I like Never that. Know. Okay. The doctors told the amputee he might experience a phantom limb from time to time. Nobody prepared him for the moments, though, when he felt cold fingers brush across his phantom hand. Oh. <laughs> that one's not good either. Cece, am I dying? Do you think so? <laughs> maybe. Oh, baby. Or maybe she just knows that I'm hungry. <laughs> we just ate. <laughs> I know, but I told you, <laughs> you were... the curry that I make is all like veggies, and so an That's hour true. later you're like, "Oh, I could eat again." Yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> okay, what's um, a déjà vu is actually a glitch in reality, and it indicates that something has just been changed. Someone or something has ceased to exist. All memories and records of their existence erased forever. A déjà vu happens when they get into your brain, when they need to change your memories. Maybe to erase your brother from the world. You know, the brother you never had. Oh, that's from The Matrix. Is it? Oh, that's definitely... That whole premise is is the movie The Matrix. I mean, I guess. Because it's, it's part of, like, they're going up the stairs and he sees the same black cat twice. Miss B, was that you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, deja vu. And then they flip out and they're like, it's when they change something. And then uh, all of the... See, I don't even remember You know, like Matrix. all of like the SWAT team from like the agents or whatever, they come in and they're like trying to get these people. I don't remember this. You don't remember that part? No. Oh, yeah. It's like they get into inside the walls and like they're with all the piping and like they start getting shot at and so they have to just let go and they just like fall all the way through this building. Is this a Matrix podcast now? <laughs> no, it's not. It's just... <laughs> Literally, it's one of my so favorite movies that it came on TV when I was in California, and my mom and I just, like, sat in our beds and just, like, watched it and only talked, like, during the commercials <laughs> that we hated so much because we're so used to Netflix. Yeah. Commercials are the worst. No, yeah, so that's... Well, I do like I, Keanu Reeves. I know what I'm talking about. I should rewatch that movie. But I guess this story doesn't... good. It doesn't necessarily imply that they're in, like, a simulated world, like the no, Matrix. No, no, no. It could just be, like, like, some higher up is fucking with our memories yeah no but it sounds similar it could be up to interpretation but definitely even the first line a deja vu is what happens when they change something like Mm. that's like a straight up quote really from the matrix god i should rewatch that oh god i've seen it like a hundred times damn i didn't know i fucking love it i went as trinity for halloween one year yeah i had like this like plastic leather coat and i'm fucking eight years old and i'm just like you got my hands as did you have like your hair like, yes. slicked back does she yeah do that? i had like the little bun in the back so i didn't have my hair short and i had like my dad's sunglasses yeah and my dark like funky looking ones 
so it was great. That's so good. I fucking love that movie. Carrie Ann Moss. Ugh. Yeah. Dude. She's yeah. a fucking MILF. Mm-hmm. That's that's very true. <laughs> I think agrees. What do you think, Zeef? <laughs> oh, she's meowing. Okay. Okay, I've got a couple more. Uh, it's early morning. The sun won't be up for another couple hours. You're fast asleep in bed, lost in a dream when the phone rings. Rather than waking up, you roll over and cover your head with a pillow. Hours pass. The sun rises. The phone is still ringing. When you wake up, your alarm clock is blaring and the phone is still ringing. By the time you will yourself to turn the alarm off, the phone has stopped ringing. You realize that it's been ringing all morning. You slide out of bed and press the blinking red button on your phone as you stumble into the bathroom. The phone beeps, followed by the friendly electronic voice. Hello, you have 666 new messages. Message one. (laughs) The phone beeps again, and you're not prepared for what comes next. Screaming. You spin around, thinking that she's standing right behind you. There's pure terror in her screams, accompanied by other disturbing noises. You stand there, horrified, for about ten seconds. Screaming gives way to hysterical, garbled crying before dying out with the sounds of spilling meat and tearing flesh. The phone beeps again. You're shaking. Message two. Dot, dot, dot. I mean, what else could there be? Six, (laughs) I mean. It's just 666 messages of, like, murder. I mean, so do you spend the time, like, listening to (laughs) each one? It's up to you. But, like, why, who was calling you all morning to leave you those creepy Well, that's messages? the first thing I'm looking at. Yeah, who's... That's com- what's so creepy, and who's being is murdered. Is it all coming from the same phone number? And it's 666, which is the devil. The devil. is. Did that make you sleep for as long as you did so that it could get in 666 messages? I don't messages? know. What if Whatever. you answer the phone? I find that one... Pedestrian. <laughs> it's not the greatest one. I was just looking for the shortest ones I could find. Because there's a lot of really good long ones, but they're too long. Well, and if they're really good, then I'm just going to be up all night clutching my... Pearls. Stick. <laughs> yeah, stick on the wall. Okay, here's another one that's like um, facts, but who knows if this is actually real or not. Like re- coke and teeth. Yeah. And cats. <laughs> Cece, can you see my soul? Duh. (laughs) Duh, she says. (laughs) Obviously. So, a recent study by the National Psychiatric Institute in Boston, Mass., concluded that no activity can account for the phenomenon known as nightmares. Whereas many dreams come from unconscious desires, most nightmares seem to come from an outside source independent of the individual. In fact, when subjects are asked to recall nightmares, they are almost always found in the same memory section as actual physical memories not the section where normal dreams are replayed. Mm. So. I don't believe that. (laughs) You don't know. I thought that that was like the beginning of something. That's just like the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Okay, lame. Well, it's to make you think like, oh, did my my nightmares really happen at some point? Ooh, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what my last nightmare was. Oh, I have nightmares a lot. Do you remember them? Sometimes. They're like, I can't even describe them. Well, I was just going to say, can you tell me one? Um, Actually, I had a nightmare when I was like 14 and I still vividly remember it. Um, I was in a baby skinning factory. What? (laughs) (laughs) And there was just, like, blood and guts all over the floor, and I was barefoot, and I was like, oh, my God, like, oh, Oh, baby guts in my toes. Babies. (laughs) And that was kind of just the whole dream. (laughs) I was just there, and, like, babies were being skinned, and it was just Alive? Uh, I don't know if they were alive or not. I don't remember. I mean, I feel like you'd be able to tell from the screaming. Yeah, I don't think there was screaming. But babies scream all the time. That's true. So. so, yeah, that's a vivid one, I remember. That's nasty. I have a lot of dreams of just being chased and, like, hunted. Oh. Which is really scary. I'm always running away or, like, trying to hide or trying to escape from something. I have a lot of dreams where I'm trying to escape from a house or... Oh, I just have... I have so many scary dreams. Oh, God. But, yeah. I have just, like, 
really like I don't have nightmares like sometimes I'll wake up in kind of like a panic Mm. not because I'm like scared but it's just like a really exciting Mm. situation Mm -hmm. or um like the rest of my dreams will just be like just some really random person is like eating something and I'm like oh (laughs) what and then that's the whole dream and then I have like this feeling of I don't know call it dread or like suspense or even just happiness like sometimes you just like it's more what I've read in like my semiotics class a long time ago was that like dreams sort of have like a feeling tone where like you feel something when you wake up, but it's not because of what happened. Like, yeah, like, oh, like, I watched, you know, my maternal grandmother eating spaghetti, and I Do you woke dream up about with, that? Just, like, I don't know. I'm pulling something out of my ass. But, yeah, just, like, it'll be that random. Weird. And then I'll wake up with, like, this really intense feeling. Oh, and it's not because it's, like, of, like, you know, spaghetti. Yeah. Or my grandmother, but it'll just be, it's like. It's just an associated feeling for some reason. Yeah, you just, like, wake up with the feeling. That's interesting. Or have you ever been, like, woken up by something and, like, you're terrified and then you go to explain it? Like, oh, God, I had the worst dream last night. And then you start talking about it. You're like, none of this is scary at all. But it's just in the moment when you're there, like, something about it is scary. Yeah, that's the feeling tone. That's the feeling tone of your dream is that it, like, it's it's an emotion outside of, like, what's actually happening. Mm. In your dream. Yeah. Like Cece right now. Cece, what is up with your tail? She's just skittering about. Well, her tail is all puffed out. Like, she's weirded out by something. It's a spooky night. Do you hear the sirens? Yeah. You, you can probably and the hear wind. the sirens. We do always have an ambulance out front. Creepy things are afoot. Cece, go look into the soul of the creepy things. <laughs> Bring okay. it food if it's hungry. Okay, I have. Should I do a couple more? Yeah. What What are we at right now? Um, like thirty two minutes. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad, especially when we usually go like almost two hours. Oh my god, that's so true. After we edit too. That's true. <laughs> Which, if you're listening, we edit out so much. Yeah. <laughs> so much. No, I'm no, just kidding. We, really we edit don't. out literally nothing. <laughs> this is just a conversation just between rambling. two drunk friends mm. that you're listening to. That's... I hope you have other friends to listen to. If you don't, you can just be our friend. Yeah, we, we love friends. We do. Okay, so this one's called Genetic Memory. Okay. Many classic horror icons, such as Gager's Xenomorphs, Silent Hill's Pyramid Head, and other disturbing creatures share common characteristics. Pale skin, dark sunken eyes, elongated faces, sharp teeth, and the like. These images inspire horror and revulsion in many, and with good reason. The characteristics shared by these faces are imprinted in the human mind. Many things frighten humans instinctively. The fear is natural and does not need to be reinforced in order to terrify. The fears are species-wide, stemming from dark times in the past when lightning could mean the burning of your tree home, thunder could be the approaching gallops of a stampede, predators could hide in the darkness, and heights could make poor footing lethal. The question you have to ask yourself is this. What happened deep in the hidden eras before history began that could affect the entire human race so evenly as to give the entire species a deep, instinctual, and lasting fear of pale beings with dark, sunken eyes, razor-sharp teeth, and elongated faces? Just be careful out there. Ooh. Okay, that I kind of like. Yeah. That had some some truth behind Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, because why are we all afraid of the same general things you know is it from some long time ago that we've just evolved to like in our genetic memory i mean i'm gonna throw a theory out there and say that if something human-like is walking around really pale sunken eyes you know sharp claws that's a dead body like you're just describing like what a dead body looks like like any dead body Mm -hmm. and we're instinctively walking around then you'd be afraid of that but, I mean, I'm also instinctively afraid of dead bodies. Yeah, and as humans, I feel like we are. Well, because, like, it spreads disease mm-hmm. and shit. And it's you know. just not... 
Like, you don't... Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to just, like, stick around and, like, hang out with a dead body. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to smell and it's gross. It's not and... good for you. It's bad for your water. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you live in a village or something, like, it's going to attract mm-hmm. animals and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like to be afraid of a dead body in general... Yeah. Is, you it's know... natural. Like, it's natural. Like, you want to bury that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then if, if it's walking it's around, walking around like, that's, that's also scary. Fucked, yeah, yeah. There's a so lot. So that's of... my theory: is that it just comes from corpses. That could be, but also like razor sharp teeth. Corpses don't really have razor sharp teeth or claws. No, but I guess like when you're dead, doesn't like all of like your skin and everything like retract from where it was? So like that's why your hair looks longer. I mean, well, yeah, your nails and your skin or your hair never stop growing. Yeah. No, it stops growing. I heard it doesn't. No, the skin, like, retracts from the place that it was holding. So, like, you know, like, my cuticles, like, where my fingers are. Yeah. You lose all, like, the hydration and shit So it makes it look longer? So it looks longer, Mm. but it's just because the skin around it moves. Maybe that's another, like, fabrication that I've always believed. Because I heard that your skin... Your nails and your hair never stop growing. Even after you're dead? Yeah. Yeah, like, well... I read that in... I heard it in a Regina Spector song. <laughs> well, obviously it's true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Yeah, you're... Everything, like, retracts. And so yeah, I would imagine I with, that. like, the razor-sharp teeth, I guess, like, something would change about, like, the shape of... You'd, how things would look if, like, your lips and your gums got pulled back. It doesn't make them sharper. It just no, makes them longer. I, guess, I think yeah, they're they talking would... about monsters. <laughs> it's like, yes, the corpse <laughs> idea is very valid, but we're talking about monsters. So there are just will, monsters. Just monsters who will eat you. I mean, that's also... And they dwell in dark caves in that's prehistoric in... times. This is all theory. I mean, so, there's so a lot is, to unpack. So the being afraid of corpses thing that I was just pointing out of my ass. Yeah, but no, that sounds legit. So does the monsters. <laughs> I think mean, it's all legit. <laughs> hmm. Cool. Well, let me see if I have any more. Yeah, we could do like one or two more. We're at like 37 minutes. Um, here's another really short one that's very similar to the first one I read. Um, you hear your mom calling you into the kitchen. As you are heading down the stairs, you hear a whisper from the closet saying, Don't go down there, honey. I heard it too. Oh, I've heard that one before yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Where it's like an imposter in your home. That is some of the creepiest shit ever. Like That shit really about... scares me. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Who was it? I think it was like my buddy Sean was telling me about like the goat man or something. I'm going to fuck up the story, and I'm not even <laughs> going to tell the whole thing, but it's essentially, like, a bunch of kids who are loosely related, who don't really know each other, go camping, and they're all kind of, like, hanging out on the grounds and all this stuff, and then they, like, all, like, go back to the campsite, they start cooking the exact number of hot dogs, like, per person that is there. <laughs> like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> and they're one hot dog short. And so they're like, um, this doesn't make any sense. And what I'm telling the story poorly, but apparently it becomes really creepy. Is a child missing or a person? No, that there's someone else there that's not supposed to be there. Uh, Wouldn't they notice? Like, who's that guy? But it's like, I guess like, well, they don't really know each other very well. It's like a big group of people. Okay. You know, they're camping together in the woods. Yeah. Think of maybe like a cousin reunion or something. Like, who really knows all of their cousins? That's true. And they're, like, they're in the woods or something. This is not as professional as what you were reading earlier. <laughs> well, you're just coming. This is from memory. Yeah, and they they hear something like a like an animal whinnying, and then, like, it keeps repeating itself, but, like, over, you know, the course of a few minutes, it becomes closer and closer to a human voice that's like repeating something that somebody else had said like oh let's play frisbee but it starts as like an animal noise and then it becomes that and i don't know something yeah something about there's like another 
person there and then they all freak out and then they're all like running out of the campsite because they're like it's here there's something that isn't human and then they can hear it yelling it's it's not what i said it's not let's play frisbee it's it's something else but it's like it's some other like really like kind of creepy thing that it keeps yelling yeah. at these kids like trying Yuck. to impersonate a human. Ew, that's so creepy. That actually reminds me of this other really good series. It's not exactly a creepy pasta because it does have a specific author, but it's called um, like Tales from like a Search and Rescue Officer, and they were posted online. And this person like it was proven to be false and made up. But they pretend like it's real. They act like it's real. So they oh, okay. say they're like a search and rescue officer, you know, having to like go into the mountains and rescue people and look for people and just like accidents. And they have all these like really creepy stories of what supposedly happened, like finding staircases in the middle of the woods and the higher ups say, do not touch the staircases. Do not go near them. We don't explain them. Just don't go near them. Or like... But they know that they But they, they know exist. that, yeah, and that you can see them and just, like, don't go near them. Oh. And they have all these, like, really creepy fucking stories. And I just love reading that forum because they have a ton of really long posts. And there's, like, one where, like, they went got to the top of a mountain and there was, like, a guy with no face up there. And, like, oh. or, like, people will disappear and then they'll show up in places where they could not conceivably get to, like stuffed into a hole on the side of a mountain. Oh. That there's no way that they could have gotten up there. And, like, it was really creepy thinking that it was real. But then when you, like, realize that it's all made up, it's less creepy but still creepy. Yeah. You know? They, like I said, they make it sound like, oh, this really happened. I'm, I really do this. This is unexplainable weird shit this is just my life yeah just weird shit life but it's still really good and it's really creepy so i'm recommending you these things that i want you to read because (laughs) they're so good Uh, but if anyone listening likes that shit you should look it up it's like search and rescue it's dope as hell it's really creepy are these all like on like a specific website or do you just Um I don't remember. Are they just like on Reddit or something? I think the search and rescue might have been posted on Reddit. I don't okay. remember exactly. But it's easy to find. Even if you just search like creepy search and rescue, it'll be it's really popular. Okay. But it's so good. And it's so Ooh, creepy. Yeah, There's so many stories I can't even tell you it's so good after i'm and i'm like 99 percent sure that it was my buddy sean who told me this story and i don't even know why the fuck he would do that but um after he told me that story about like the goat person among all of like the whatever frisbee playing cousins <laughs> I, I love them <laughs> let's play frisbee <laughs> i just said and it was something way more creepy than that this yeah. sounds very benign i love I put, it when i put that into that's a great example story, but um after he told me that story i rem- i the only reason that i remember it and i'm not gonna say as well as i do because it's not super well but the only reason that i remember it at all was because it freaked me out yeah. so fucking bad that i was like up it's gonna stay with night. you like i just like couldn't get over i had never been camping at that point mm. i didn't know who my cousins were did you think of that story <laughs> when no you were reason. just camping no that's good. I didn't. Because camping is, can be scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, for real reasons, like, murderers can actually kill you. Oh, my God. But no, also, like, supernatural, scary, like, forest dweller demons. Yeah, like, so Bigfoot. Yeah. Or grizzly bears. Or the goat man who wants to play frisbee. <laughs> the frisbee goat man. He was just trying really hard to be a human. I just so want to play with you guys. Play. Just play with me. No, we saw it. Yeah, we saw grizzlies, but, like, we could have been abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, or by Bigfoot. hillbillies. Like, the hills have eyes. Hillbillies, totally. Like, I tried really hard not to remember all of the MFM episodes <sighs> of different serial killers yeah. that go and attack people while they're hiking. Yeah, that happens a lot. The good thing about hiking and camping near and around Yellowstone and the Black Hills and shit is that there's so many motherfucking people around. Yeah, that's <laughs> that good. You're never alone. ever going to happen to you. That's... The Carrier Bear Mace. 
Mm. I don't like to say bear spray because it sounds like hairspray. <laughs> I was gonna say bug spray. <laughs> like you're supposed to put it on yourself to keep bears away, but it's it's like bear mace. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Different. And don't bring any food into your tent with you. That's a big one. Yep, we left it in a car. That's good. Yeah. Or if you don't have a car, you have to like string it up by a tree so that um, the bears can't get it or the raccoons. I don't think or... there's any way I'm ever going to camp without a toilet present. Mm. Sorry. You're weak. <laughs> I know. I am. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's Wait, why I have a stick sitting next to my bed so that I can <sighs> fend myself fend off people away from myself. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that. What does that have to do with toilets? No, I'm just saying I'm weak. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't just like exist in my apartment without having some sort of yeah. weapon. Yeah, I actually do have a golf club next to my bed, so I feel you. Hey. My mom made me take it. She was like, put this by your bed. The next time that I break alone. into your apartment, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, grab it before I do. <laughs> I will. I'm quick. <laughs> the next time you break in. <laughs> well, so, okay, I want to ask, we're at like 45 minutes. I want to oh. ask what you get out of reading short, or reading like horror stories, because it's Ooh. just not something that I'm ever really going to get. I actually have a really good quote from Neil Gaiman about this that I was going to read at the beginning of the story, but um, I didn't. Well, here we are. So let's hear what Neil Gaiman has to say, because it's very similar to what I have to say. So why tell ghost stories? Why read them or listen to them? Why take such pleasure in tales that have no purpose but comfortably to scare? And he says, I don't know, not really. It goes way back. We have ghost stories from ancient Egypt, after all, ghost stories in the Bible, classical ghost stories from Rome. We've been telling each other tales of otherness, of life beyond the grave, for a long time. Stories that prickle the flesh and make shadows just deeper. And most important, remind us that we live and that there is something special, something unique and remarkable about the state of being alive. I guess the reason that I don't like horror stories is because I love being alive <laughs> just all the time. I love eating. Yes. A, drinking, petting my cats, sleeping, all the things. I love those things, too. There's a lot of things about being alive that I but that's why cherish. horror stories are great because they like remind you how great it is to be alive and no, that you don't have creepy me, stuff it just makes me think about how creepy and terrible it would be to be dead mm. see I love that I'm ready I love being scared in a comfortable way in a way that I know that I'm safe like being scared in a real life situation obviously I don't love right but yeah. when I'm like I know I'm safe I know it's fake or even when I read true crime stuff that isn't fake, but like I'm I'm not in immediate danger or any danger at all. But I just love reading about creepy stuff and I have a morbid fascination with things. And I love things that just make me like I don't like all horror. I don't really like gore. I don't really like really generic ghost stories or like monsters I really like unsettling creepy atmospheres where like it f just feels off like something's not quite right because that just freaks me out so much I just I don't know I've just always loved horror and and creepy shit no, I'm shaking my head right now, but I... <laughs> you are just, uh, nope. Just no. Oh, see, that's why I, I really well, And I'm going to latch on to something that you said just now, where you said that I know that I'm safe. Yeah. Uh, when I read or hear or, like, anything, I can't even, like, really watch horror films, I just all of a sudden start to think that that's my situation. Well, I feel that way, too. Like... I think that's how natural. How do you like to feel like that? Because that's so terrible. Because I know logically that it's not like that. But how long will you be paranoid before you get over it? Um, like usually until I try to like distract myself. Because I do get really scared. I especially living alone. I if I watch creepy shit or even just think of something creepy, and I immediately just like get so freaked out and scared, and then I have to like listen to music or watch something light or, you know, just distract myself some way because I, I, I'm the same way, but like, I, I like that. I don't know. 
I just a, like I don't scared. like it. B, the distracting <laughs> does not work for me. Mm. Like it just it just like straight up won't go yeah. with me. That's fair. It's not so, for everyone. Not everyone likes horror, but so why did I even agree that we were gonna do this today? <laughs> Are you scared? Well, I mean not right now, but I promise I swear to god I'm gonna be thinking about the goat man performing like <laughs> Frisbee before I go to sleep tonight. Yeah, well Sam's out of town, so you're up here alone. Well, don't reiterate You got that. your kitties. You got the no. kitties here. Plus, I mean, and we've we've talked about this before. He's like, if anything is coming up into our apartment and attacking us, I expect you to take care of it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, well, I have a stick. You got your stick. I'll just throw the cats at them. Yeah, they'll just attack. And also, they have They're to go vicious. through the they have to go through the whole house to get up to you. You're on the very top floor. I know. So it'll you'll hear them. I know, but like, if it's supernatural supernatural they'll just like show up coming through the walls <laughs> yeah well i, I mean ghosts are real travels we make fun oh my god on the on the camping trip we're listening to some um i'm gonna throw out a shout out to sasquatch syndicate podcast Ooh. that we're listening to on Castbox, and they were talking to a woman who believes that sasquatch is so mysterious because they're not from this dimension and they travel between di- I'm going to try so hard not to laugh right now <laughs> they travel between dimensions and the only reason they show up in our dimension is because in their dimension they're out of food and so they come here because they're hungry I don't know if I believe I any of that <laughs> it was a whole it, See, that's I don't something... want to say crazy because I, I have an uncle who is super into the paranormal shit, super into Bigfoot. Yeah. I love I follow him on Instagram. I love that whole that whole thing. It's not something I personally believe in. Right. But we were listening to it and I was just like, what in the fuck? Like I've never heard of Sasquatch like yeah, I've never being from another dimension. I've never heard that theory. <laughs> and Sasquatch and Bigfoot do not scare me. So oh, and he's also like telepathic. So like the only reason that you and I have never seen Sasquatch is because there have been Sasquatch in our lives, but they did not want to reveal themselves oh. to us because they can judge our character telepathically Whoa. without us knowing it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. If Sasquatch reveals himself to you, please email us. Yeah, I w- I want to see your photos, your sightings. I mean, even if you don't have anything and um, they just connected with you telepathically yeah. and decided that you are that you have Sasquatch character, um, you're a person I want to know. Yeah, please, <laughs> reveal yourself. I, I really need um, a Sasquatch um, certified individual. I'm sure in they're out there. Group. But they're not listening to this podcast, <laughs> wherever they are. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, this is fun. Cool. I like talking about spooky stuff. Yay, spooky stuff. Okay, so we're going to be coming out with another episode in another couple of weeks, reading yeah. some more supernatural horror mm-hmm. books, full books. Mm-hmm. Um, so look for us then. Yeah. It'll All be right. good. Well, girls, can you mail by? They're sleeping. <laughs> so I'll just do it. Meow. It's just like, Elvis want a cookie? It is, MFM, we love you. <laughs> We're just trying to be FM. I, I am. I'm a Georgia. I'm definitely a Georgia. I am a Karen. No way. Oh, my God. Oh my it's God. perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Bye. Well, this has been Harley Babes on Books. Thanks. Uh, happy Halloween. Woo!